Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Giraffe's Eggs and Other African Tales. I am Elim Daini, your host, a teacher by day and storyteller by night. I am also the author of the West African fable, Giraffe's Eggs. For today's story, we are travelling to the southern tip of the beautifully diverse continent. We are going straight to the south, Mzansi, the country dripping with culture and history as rich as it is diverse. The place that gave us apartheid and cassis, but also the place that transformed those cassis into vibrant townships. The place that gave us Mandiba Kholithlathla Mandela, Shaka's backyard. The place where the natural music of various voices mesh and merge to give us glorious choirs. We are traveling to the country of 11 national languages, each one as beautiful as the other. And we are listening to the legend of Queen Nandi from the Isizulu people. Our legendary queen of today is known as Ndlurukazi Nandi Kabebe Elangeni. Nandi was born in the 1760s, mid-18th century. She was born in Melmoth, South Africa. Her father was a minor chief from the Elangeni tribe. Around 1787, she had an illicit relationship with the then chief of the Zulu tribe. The story goes like this. On a trip back from visiting relatives in the Babanango Hills, Nandi and her entourage were stopped by Zulu warriors. One of those warriors was Senzakankona Kajana, king of the Zulu people. He impregnated Nandi, but when Nandi first informed the king of her pregnancy, he denied being the father and the village elders rejected her claims. 
They declared that she had become infected by a beetle, the shaka beetle, which causes the stomach to bloat. The then young Nandi was indeed pregnant, and she gave birth to a son. This led to her being condemned and viewed as a disgrace by the Zulus. The pregnancy caused issues because it was out of wedlock, but also because her and the father were so closely related. It was forbidden for Nandi to marry a Zulu because her mother's tribe and the Zulu tribe claimed the same ancestry. A marriage would mean a forbidden inter-clan union. Senzan Kalkona initially denied being her child's father, but he eventually married Nandi. She became his third wife. Life at the royal kraal became unbearable for Nandi. She was bullied by her co-wives. She suffered abuse at the hands of the Zulus, who eventually forced Nandi and her child to return to her own tribe, only to be cast out once more by her own people during the famine of 1802. Nandi began living a nomadic life, wandering from one place to another until she found the Mtetwa clan. She and her child were lucky to find refuge with the Mtetwa people, whose chief, Dingisweo, was rebuilding his chiefdom and creating a powerful military state. The Mtetwa clan accepted Nandi and her son with open arms, and the clan leader took the young boy under his own wings, teaching him how to lead and fight. Nandi's son trained and became a fearless warrior who rose through the ranks of the army rather quickly. Then he was named by Digisweyo as his successor. Around 1815, Nandi's husband, the chief of the Zulu tribe, died. Nandi's son preferred to claim headship of the Zulu people by force. Perhaps he wanted to return to his roots. Perhaps his mother's story fueled his desire for revenge, nonetheless. His prowess in military training and organization meant a swift victory. He soon took over his father's throne. Nandi's tightly knit relationship with her son meant that she had much power and say in the ruling of the Zulus. Her son gave her the title of queen. But amongst the people, she earned the title of Unlurukazi, the great she-elephant, because she never forgot. Indeed, upon her son's ascension to the throne, Nandi used her position to take revenge on all her old enemies. Under her son's rule, 
The Zulu became powerful and united. He expanded the kingdom, won historical battles using weapons and military formations that were new. His army even boasted an all-female section. This regiment was very much like the Dahomey Amazons of modern-day Benin Republic, and possibly the inspiration for the fictional Durumilaje. Huinandi, Unlorukazi, of the Elengeni tribe, died in 1827. Nandi, the sweet one, the ruthless she-elephant, who got pregnant out of wedlock, who got married to a Zulu chief. Nandi, who was chased away from her husband's land and had to remain in exile until his death. Nandi, who, as far as we know, never remarried. Nandi, who was rejected by her own people and forced to be a refugee in another tribe. Nandi, who had to raise her son as a single mother. This Nandi became Queen Nandi, Ungurukazi, the mother of one of Africa's most renowned chief and warrior. One she named after the beetle that supposedly bit her and caused her stubborn to bloat. This queen birthed Shaka Senzankakona. This queen gave us Shaka Zulu. I really hope you enjoyed today's story and that you learned something new. I am Ellen Dainey, author of the West African fable Giraffe's Eggs, available on Amazon. Go to the show notes to find out how to get your own copy. If you like and would like to support this podcast, please share it on social media and directly to your friends who love folklore. Also, consider reviewing it on your favorite listening platform. It's completely free and it really helps the show get more visibility without spending much money on publicity. Well, anyway, this has been our story of the week. A bientôt les amis. See you soon, friends. Thank you.